This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, senor. A dimly lit room, deep within the bowels. Of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Or more, more wildfires in the West. Ash, I smoke, thick over much of the West Coast. Yeah, I don't have actually have a fire that close to me, but with the wind blowing the way it is, um, our smoke detectors are actually going off in our house. I've never had that happen before. There's so much smoke in the air, my smoke detectors are going. Bah, 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 and I had to take them down and take the batteries out. I've never even heard of that. I hadn't either. Wildfires just in the region making your smoke alarms go off. That's a, uh, extraordinary. Well, they kept the kids in um, at school yesterday because they said there was so much smoke in the air. And I thought, that seems a little over the top. But when your smoke detector's going off, oh, it's insane. God, and I know the breathing was just, ugh. So that particular fire, which is a long way away from me, um, we got one text, kept getting a text from somebody in that uh, particular fire area near Paradise, California, which is uh, northern near Chico, popular retirement community, etc. Uh, but they got a one-lane highway coming out of there, and uh, traffic got so clogged up that it just wasn't moving, and the fire was going, and the wind was blowing, and people finally decided, I can't sit here in traffic and die, so people were getting out of their cars and just walking. Lots wow. of people. Wow. Leaving the stuff, you know, you load all your stuff in your car, and then you finally, you and your kids, or you and your pet, or whatever, you get out of your car and just start walking, because you can't sit in traffic. That has to be a horrible feeling. Oh, yeah. Sitting in traffic, watching the flames in your rearview mirror, wondering how close they're going to get. Yeah, Marshall will have some news for us, but there were uh, a number of shelters put forth, go here, go here, then at least one of those burnt down, right, I believe, right. and people were fleeing for their lives. Don't go there. Um. So yeah, updates on that craziness. That's I tell you what, global warming. Oh, stop it! Trump's involved somehow. There are a couple of studies out recently that have, and I'm completely agnostic on this question. Completely, uh, a couple of studies that go against the narrative from government agencies out recently. It's more complicated than those activists would have you think, which is you know no great revelation for those of you who think. Uh, at all, activists generally oversimplify, but we'll bring that to you. Okay, science, the the the, the even hand, the calm eye of science in the midst of all this insane politics. Fantastic. The oh. the white lab coat, if you will. <laughs> My kids were wearing white lab coats just yesterday with their new chemistry set, lab coats and goggles. 
The slide rule. Even as it slides, it rules. Once again, they made something explode and blow blue stuff all over the ceiling. Yes. They're very happy. Yes. Uh, Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hired this morning, Michael. Uh, Good. I saw some of the videos of people on the highway, and and yeah, it's it's amazing footage. That'd be a bad feeling, especially if you're with kids. God dang it. But I mean, I saw um, one guy, he said, my car didn't start. I got an evacuation order, and my car of all times would not start, so I grabbed a bicycle. And he goes, it turned out to be one of the better things to get out of there with. He's all, at least I... Yeah. wasn't on foot. Right, go around the cars. Right. There's positive. Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I am pleased to announce the engagement of one John Cougar Mellencamp to one Meg Ryan. Hey, oh, shout God. out to those people finding each other. If they can take a swing at love, maybe I can, huh? Tell so you know. what, if you're a realtor and you got a uh, listing for a little pink house, I'd call them. <laughs> They're shopping. They're looking. So she's like 56, and he's pushing 70. Is he that he old? Yeah, he's yeah. older than you think. I'll be damned. Yep. He's an old guy. Um, I think he's dying. I've said that before because of his new album. Oh, really? It sounds like the songs of a guy who thinks he's dying. Mm, but, uh, chain smoker for 50 years, pushing 70. Probably 60 years. Couple of heart attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that seems yeah. like plenty. Wow. Yeah. So Meg, uh, uh, you know, it could be love. Has anybody checked her finances lately? <laughs> you know, marrying an old guy with a bad ticker. You think she's wanting a little of those little hurt-so-good royalties? I think maybe. Well, spend-so-good. <laughs> I'd say, uh, uh, Johnny, no matter what she says on your wedding night, take it easy. <laughs> There is Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. You know, today is a birthday for a celebrity who once shared an elevator ride with Mr. Jack Armstrong. Yes, indeed. Actor and bodybuilder Lou Ferrigno is 67. <laughs> the Hulk from back in the 70s. 67 years young. Yes, indeed. See, kids, before CGI, they would just find a strong guy and paint him green, and that was your Incredible Hulk. <laughs> indeed. That was it. It was a completely different actor. And there were like four people on Earth that could have been the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Now he was one of them. Now yeah. anybody could do it. But. Yes. Lou's net worth a tidy $6 million. Good for him. Good for him. It wasn't even good body paint either. Like it was, you would see like you know it would start to crack off and stuff. I didn't talk to him when we rode up in the elevator. I I recognized him uh, right off the bat, but he was a very large man. Yes, very large man. Hands the size of canned hands. Oh my god. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Friday, November ninth, the year twenty eighteen? We're setting you straight in twenty one eight. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. I'm a little melancholy. I'm a little sad right now, realizing my entire life might go by without a Lou Ferrigno encounter. I've never met the man. <laughs> oh. All right, let's begin the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. At Mark. Hello, everyone. I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Xinhua's agency. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua. The development of the media industry calls for continuous innovation and deep integration with the international advanced technologies. Robot newscasters. Marshall, collect your crap and get out of here. Reading the ro- replaced. Reading robot written news. <laughs> Turns out coffee is bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least today it is. <laughs> In celebrity news, two 80s icons are wedding. Uh, what are our other headlines, Marshall? Well, fires in the West, thousands of homes and businesses threatened. We're going to have the latest story on that. Hands-off Mueller protests going on around the country. 
and the Toy Hall of Fame 2018 inductees. Yes, that's another list that seems to happen at like, like every three weeks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I think you're <laughs> screwing with us. <laughs> 2018 inductees. For the Hall of Fame. I always like the Toy Hall of Fame. It's usually a toy I haven't heard of and one that you think, how is that not in the Toy Hall of Fame already? Um, how's the mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's it's fine. It's compact, which is uh, opportune as we have clips of the week as well. It's interesting. So, uh, Mellencamp and Meg Ryan, who are really, really big deals when they were younger, a very long time ago, and they get together now in their life. Celebrities. It's entirely possible they just got together and hit it off like uh, men and women do. Oh, I think that's what happened. Or, yeah. or they still have the ego thing. I'm a celebrity. I got to be with a celebrity. Could I don't be. know. I don't know. Uh, stay tuned. Clips of the week on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So Meg Ryan famously did that fake orgasm scene in When Harry Met Sally. So if, ah, you're, yes. if you're John Mellencamp and this is your new love, how do you how do you have any belief whatsoever? Yeah. Study Things. the game film. <laughs> this sounds familiar to me. I'll have what she's having. I've been here before. Uh, that's her problem. <laughs> you don't keep up, that's on you. That's what he says. You what? don't keep up. That's on you. She's the one acting in, uh, you know, deceiving people. <laughs> right. Right. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Oh, we take it easy in there. You I almost settle, got you. You settle down. It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. Let's do it. Cow clips of the week. You may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. <laughs> You know how those red states stay so red? By sending all their liberal kids to coastal cities to study improv. Vardy, American, Asiago. I shouldn't say this because I want to unite. I do eventually want to unite. But the fact is we're driving them crazy. We're driving them crazy. They don't know what to do. They're going loco, loco. Buffalo, uh, smoked Swiss, cream cheese, string cheese. Uh, cottage cheese. Don't worry. I'm smart also, and we're smart. Um, Bree, Feta, Goat, Munster, Colby Jack, Colby, Pepper Jack. I'm so f***ing proud of you guys. That can only mean one thing. Our country is still divided as f***. CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. If we were to get back into music radio after decades of being out of it blessedly, Pepper Jack would be a good air name for you. (laughs) Big Joe and Pepper Jack in the morning. Trump is currently talking to reporters. He's doing one of those things where he's walking to a plane and some reporters stopped him and he's been talking for like 45 minutes on any topic they bring up. Wow. So there'll be some uh, some sound bites out of that, I suppose. Mm, the attorney general, the election, et cetera, sure. et cetera. Yeah. Mailbag. Maybe you'll comment on that. So we got a couple of emails about the podcast being funky uh, recently and uh, John can't remember the email you're supposed to use to report co- podcast problems. Uh, Hanson, what is that again? 
WTF at ArmstrongGetty.com. Right, and WTF awesome. at ArmstrongGetty.com. Awesome. Easy to remember, isn't it? Well, evidently not. But, uh, so that's it. He was trying podcast at ArmstrongGetty.com. That would be too businesslike and normal, John. <clears throat> One of my favorite shows stopped putting up their podcasts on our hourly basis. I think to try to get more people to actually watch the live program. I think that's, well, it's unquestionably a good idea and we've debated in the short that. term. We've debated that ourselves. Yeah, but we're stupid. <laughs> so, Vincent in Santa Rosa with a lovely note. Is it any wonder they call you the voice of the continent? I blew his, 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 his line. I blew his applause line. It's a pretty good it's line. bad enough huh? to blow my own. Is it any wonder they call you the voice of the conscience? Hell of a good show on Thursday. Seriously, you relate a lot of good and or interesting info, but didn't bludgeon us with the same political crap every other show is doing over and over again. You know, yeah. we might just grow old together You hate to if be, you don't blow my applause lines. You hate to be bludgeoned with crap. <laughs> right? Bludgeoned with crap. The Armstrong and Getty story. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Vincent. That's really nice of you to say. Um, where were we? Diane, how many roads and bridges... Would those squandered billions of dollars in corrupt California have repaired? Uh, talking about the uh, four bill, at least four billion dollars in uh, fraudulent payments to Medi-Cal, and you know. how many homeless people could you put in an apartment and feed for a year? For life, for life, for four billion dollars. If you believe that sort of thing should ever happen, anyway. Water storage reservoirs all seems like something the state could use. All kinds of things. Well, if if it's just housing, if housing's the key. You got $1,200 a month rent. You can live somewhere on that, right? Maybe you got a roommate or two, but you can live there. So that's 36 gur a year. Let's throw in uh, 10 for, for you know food and counseling and another four just to make it 50 gur. So you got 50 grand per person. So two for 100 grand. You got 2,000 people you could help for a million dollars. And there was more than $4 billion. Paid unjustifiedly, at least in California alone. Well, and, and well, you know what? I was about to uh, steal Diane's thunder. Try not to blow her applause line. But our corrupt California government says we need more taxes over and over again. If only all voters listened to Armstrong and Getty. Amen to that. There would be many more educated voters, and Prop 6 might actually have passed that was trying to overturn the new gas tax in California. What a concept. You're right, Diane. You're absolutely right. You will hear a cry for more money to fix the roads within the next 24 months, guaranteed. I was texting with a friend last night. It's amazing how much it varies by counties and states all across the country. You know, you get an overall state report or an overall country report on who wins. But right. you start looking at the breakdowns, It's the, the, as you said the other day, there's quite a difference in view of the world. From uh, rural, semi-rural to urban. I was going to mention that uh, a little later on in the show. I have a feeling you and I were corresponding with the same person. Um, the guy who wants to change his age on Tinder. Uh, because age is fluid just like <clears throat> gender. Exactly. Says. Exactly. I agree. Some days I feel like I'm 30. Some days I feel like I'm 80. Andy in Wisconsin, because we already have a national show, writes... I'm actually totally in favor of this. If it becomes legal, I'm going to change my name from 49 to 20 so that I can go on my parents' health insurance plan. It'll save me two grand a month. Or I'll get health insurance at 20-year-old rates. I say, bring it on. That's right, Andy. It's about fairness. How can you be against fairness? It's about empowerment, empowering people. 
I just re-enrolled last night, like a lot of people are doing across the country for their company's insurance or whatever. Man, the deductibles are insane. They didn't oh, used yeah. to be. I mean, I'm used to it because it's been that way for a couple of years, but they didn't used to be like that. Even close. Hey, young people, check your young privilege, okay? You walk around without aches and pains, without worrying about a stroke or what have you, without having to get stuff looked at on your skin because it might be cancerous. That's young privilege. Check your privilege. You know what I left out was the freedom-loving quote of the day by Bruce Schneier, uh, passed along by Ben the Libertarian, as he often does. Privacy is an essential human need and central to our ability to control how we relate to the world. Being stripped of privacy is fundamentally dehumanizing. That's true, but most people don't worry about that. Most people don't care. Hey, we've They're got fine a, with being sheep. We've got to play for you the audio that exists of the people outside Tucker Carlson's house beating on his door. Oh, chanting, we know where you live. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I want to tweet something rather strong. Wow. Yeah, we got, we got to play that. that for you. That's scary stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what in a moment or two. It's just really, it's it's peripheral. I understand it's a tangent, but it pisses me off. Here's Aaron with an E. Girl, Aaron. Guys, I don't think you're looking at the whole picture when it comes to the time change. If we spring forward and never fall back, it'll be 8.30 before the sun comes out in the winter. I work in the trades. We have to start on the job by 7 a.m. We have to be done before homeowners get back, et cetera, et cetera. Then we uh, received a couple more notes, uh, same vein, and then a couple more uh, opposed to that. And I realized as I read them, I don't really care. I, I just don't care. Change it. Leave it alone. I hate standard time. I hate it getting dark. But... There are enough complications that I would have to think about it, and I don't care. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's what I'm saying. Somebody else decide. Tell me what time of day it is. I'll change my watch. I refuse to get stirred up. Oh, man. We're making ourselves insane. Let's see. Dear hosts, writes Spencer of Pleasanton. Dear hosts. Yes. Uh, frequent correspondent in the past. He says, you know, uh, I've written in the past to say things quite critical of certain police officers and certain police departments. I think policing in America is in need of fundamental reform. However, I am not someone who thinks all police officers are bad people. Quite the contrary. Wait a second. You can't have a nuanced stance. You got to be all one thing or another. I want to hate you, but I can't decide which direction. I really appreciate you guys highlighting the bravery of Ron Hillis, the uh, Ventura County... Uh, a sergeant who was killed in a terrible shooting. Um, if such a modest word as bravery can convey the true heroism of that fallen officer, his name deserves to be on the tip of our tongues as someone who embodies what makes America great and someone whom other police officers should seek to emulate. Um, he's, he says, obviously, we hope that uh, police, you know, if they have to do that, will not be hurt or certainly will not be killed. But um, I'm summarizing here. Um then he suggests that uh, you know we, we make our support for the Second Amendment unequivocal, particularly with Gavin Newsom now in charge of Corruptifornia. Uh, I will tell you this, that as soon as a good guy with a gun showed up, the killing stopped. And as the idea of there being no more guns in America is about as likely as there being no more squirrels or no more sunshine, um, fortunately, in my mind, Good guys with guns is the answer. Imagine a world without squirrels. <laughs> what? It's almost too tragic to contemplate. Uh, Marshall's or wonderful. Marshall's news coming up. They're rats with cute tails.
Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We need to talk about Florida, where there's all kinds of recount talk, and uh, some big-time Democrat lawyers have showed up, and Marco Rubio is claiming that the D's are trying to steal the election, and it's getting getting exciting in Florida. It may have flipped in Arizona, too, the uh, Senate race. Our craziest state. Insanity! So that's all in, the, all in the way. News now with Marcia Phillips. Well, fire crews in California battling a number of major blazes. The fire's spreading smoke all around the west right now. North of Sacramento, crews are fighting the campfire that's in Butte County. Started Thursday morning and blew up to 20,000 acres by last night and 0% contained. Oh. Now when Cal Fire issues its morning update, though, we are bracing for the probability that fire has grown much larger. The campfire forcing thousands of people to evacuate from the town of Paradise. Definitely a lot of people very scared. People driving on both sides of the road, going up the wrong way. And at the same time, there are all these you know, fire personnel trying to get through and get close to the flames. All right. The fire per I didn't even yep. think about that. Yep. they got to drive on the roads, too. And all it would take is one person who freaks when traffic is slow to like pull into the other lane. And now nobody's going anywhere. Uh, that would be a mess. Reports indicating hundreds of structures have burned. Cal Fire says the entire town of Paradise has been lost. That's a town of 26,000 people. Paradise Eva- lost, you said? That's a yes. Interesting wow. phrase. Evacuations have been ordered but now. But like the town is burnt? Yeah. Cal Holy Fire is, crap. Cal Fire is saying, uh, you know, so many structures have been burned, it looks like the town's been lost. We have a lot of, lot of Armstrong and Getty fans up there, a yeah. lot of beloved listeners. Evacuations have now been ordered on the edges of the Northern California city of Chico, which is about 15 miles away from Paradise. In Southern California, you've got the Woolsey Fire threatening 75,000 homes along the L.A. Ventura County line. It has now jumped the 101 freeway. And to the west of that, the Hill Fire has jumped the Ventura Freeway, and that is expected to be closed through the morning. Great, Scott. So you got Ventura County reeling from yes. the, the awful, awful, unthinkable shooting, and now the it's on fire. It's the damned wind that makes it so bad. Yep. God dang it. Talking about Thousand Oaks and Ventura, hundreds of people got together last night to remember the people who were shot and killed by a Marine veteran at the packed borderline bar and grill the night before. It has been confirmed he served in Afghanistan. He had no criminal record, but in April, officers were called out to his home where deputies said he was angry and he was acting irrationally. The sheriff said that officers were told he might have PTSD because of his military service, but a mental health specialist met with him and didn't feel he needed to be hospitalized. That's such a tough call. Well, he was called out for terrorizing his mother and seeming to be a danger to himself. Yes. So things were not entirely normal. I don't know how often the authorities are called out to your house, but it's pretty rare in my you know case. There were sizable demonstrations around the country Thursday night in support of Robert Mueller and the Russia probe. Hands off Mueller! Hands off Mueller! Hands off Mueller! Hands off Mueller! Demonstrations. You know, did, didn't we used to wait till something was like even maybe happening before we had <laughs> protests? Nothing has occurred. And nothing, frankly, is likely to occur. Well, everybody's upset about the we appointment. We did it. We stopped it from happening. Well, you got to keep people on edge yeah. to keep them turning out and donating and, and whatever, I right. guess. I, I think we'll all be at each other's throats in a way that is ugly and horrific and divisive for the next several decades. 
if the cable news channels and the the, the political parties keep this up. Never mind, you know, let's talk about what's best for America. Come together, find uh, commonalities, and uh, what can we cooperate on? Never mind that. that. That crap is so 20th century. Please, the other side is evil. They must be killed. People upset. Surround their houses. <laughs> knock down their doors. Terrorize their wives. People upset about the appointment of Matthew Whitaker as acting attorney general. Whitaker assuming control of the Russian investigation after the firing of attorney general Jeff Sessions this week. He's made a number of statements publicly that has uh, various groups believing he's simply going to fire the special counsel, Robert (laughs) Mueller. That's that's crazy. (laughs) Lindsey Graham says that would be the end of the Trump presidency if he did that, and it's not going to happen. And by the way, um, are there other examples of this guy speaking about this that aren't him on panels on cable news shows? Anything anybody says on a cable news show as part of a panel forget it is immediately suspect as to how deep it goes as we've discussed in the past we know people who were regulars on the cable news panel circuit and they would often get there be told what the issue was and what side they ought to argue and they'd say all right and they're pros they could whip up an argument and yell and scream and and, and make it entertaining but they Please, their belief in it didn't even go skin deep. I keep seeing this guy on with a, a panel on Don Lemon's CNN program oh, from shimity. a couple of years ago. The lowest of the low. And he's talking about how, yeah, and you could starve the special counsel right. of money and everything like that. And he's so clearly on there to be the foil for the other people to yell at him. Right. I mean, he's playing that role, which is a, is a job for a lot of people. Now, on the flip side, Mueller is said to be preparing his final report on the matter, and there are no indication of what's in it. Don't have a definite timeline, but there's a number of reports saying he's about to wrap it up. Okay. It's either true or it's not. When it happens, I will uh, will pull up a seat and and, and await it. That's going to be a heck of a news day, though, I'll tell you what. All right, my friends, gather around. We have the Toy Hall of Fame inductees. For 2018, the three are the Magic 8-Ball. Oh, it's a good one. My kids still love the Magic 8-Ball. It is beloved on the same level as it was the week it was introduced. My kids, college kids love them. They give them to each other's gifts. It came out when we were kids, and people still love it. If I had one, I would still use it. (laughs) I'd be using it now. It seems like great Twitter fodder. All signs point to yes. The card game Uno. Was invented by an Ohio barber in 1971, and it changed family game nights everywhere. Now, we played Uno just yesterday. Maybe even used the Magic Eight Ball. So we're two for two. There you go. It's a tremendous little kid game. Mm-hmm. There fabulous. are few greater joys I had playing a game as a child than when I made my mom draw four cards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, yes! for, right. For, for, for some reason, my six-year-old's biggest thing is when he gets to skip you. Yes! He just loves oh, the skip yeah. card. Boy, what does that say about humanity? <laughs> you don't get to play. I still get the point. <laughs> and I'm going to read the copy that I came across for the third uh, the third inductee. And in third place, it was Pinball. Despite its early shady beginnings in gambling, it now takes up innocent space in many arcades and bars across the Pin- U.S. Pinball had shady beginnings? Yeah, I, I remember that. as a kid yeah. being made aware that, you know, that was again of the... The uh, the game of delinquents. Yes, yes. In, in in earlier days, we'll let you play, son, but it's not quite savory. We played. I was that. always mystified by that. We played that just like a week or so ago at a Mel's Diner. They had one, and we were killing a little time. Oh yeah. And the same thing happened to my son that always happened to me in pinball, where the ball just goes straight down the middle. 
<laughs> and it's over. Right. <laughs> In like two seconds. Yoink! 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 <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, pinball often found in pool halls around the country. Mm, oh, probably no. smoking going on. Oh, yes. Yeah. Smoking, spitting, and drinking. That's Binge your news. drinking. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty show the conscience of the nation. I'm telling you, those pinball machines are rigged. For every, like, fourth time, the ball just goes straight down the middle into the hole. You didn't have a chance. Look, you're just bad at it. <laughs> Admit it. The game isn't fixed against you. That ball doesn't play favorites. The silver ball speaks nothing but truth. When I was a kid, our friends, uh, they bought an old pinball machine somewhere and then fixed it up so it would work. and had Coolest one in their family ever. Oh, we could just play it all day long. Oh, it was fantastic. God. Loved that thing. Good you throw times. gutter balls, too, in bowling, don't you? Yes, because the, the they're rigged for the ball to go into the gutter. It's cheating me. <laughs> Um, I want to update you on the Tucker Carlson story. If you haven't heard it, we've actually got the audio of this Antifa-type crowd coming after his house, which would scare the crap out of you. Oh, yeah. And I am about to tweet angrily. I will explain the basis of my unhappiness. Awesome. In a moment. You, you, should, you will join with me if you are a human being with a beating heart and a functioning conscience. Some of the people that have come to Tucker Carlson's defense might surprise you. I'm glad to see it. In the journalism world, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's ribs doing? I haven't heard. She apparently is okay. I'm guessing if she wasn't, it'd be making the news. So uh, we mentioned around this time yesterday, the breaking news, that uh, one of our Supreme Court justices, who's elderly and frail, but in very good shape, apparently, oh, yeah. um, uh, fell and broke some ribs. And the late-night comedians decided to joke about an old woman breaking ribs. Wow. Cold. And yet... We will persevere in our duties and grade each one of them, and the lower grade getter must be banned from comedy for life. We call this the late night joke off. That is correct. Uh, let it begin. Some big news out of Washington last night. 85 year old Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of the strongest liberal voices on an increasingly conservative Supreme Court, fell over in her office and fractured three ribs. Yeah, that's it. No more skateboarding in the Supreme Court offices. That's right. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is recovering in the hospital after breaking three ribs. And while she's there, her staff is planning to redo her entire office in Nerf. (laughs) Just in case you thought today could not get any worse, we've learned that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been hospitalized with fractured ribs. No! Does she need ribs? I've got ribs. She can take mine. Somebody give me a pair of pliers and a bite stick. And if mine are no good, I've started a crowdfunding page on Ribstarter. <laughs> I like the jokes. I just, the only part I didn't like was the just when you thought today couldn't get any worse. What was so bad about yesterday? 
because of the Who attorney general knows. and how Trump's about to take become Hitler and that they, whole thing. They were all exactly. addressing the shooting. Fire oh, Mueller. Oh, gotcha. oh, the shooting. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. fair enough. Gotcha. That's perfectly reasonable. All right, Corden got a C. It was all right. It's fine. Skateboarding there, old ha ha ha. Myers C plus just because the Nerf reference was somewhat amusing. Uh, Colbert with a strong B plus, which is surprising because I find him obnoxious. But that was a funny joke mm-hmm. and well done. Now Corden already in last place. Plus he's downgraded a full grade oh. for being a foreigner. Taking uh, jobs American comedians would be happy to have. Uh, so, Corden is banned from comedy for life. Stephen Colbert among he those... He can still do that carpool karaoke thing, though. That's, that's pretty fine. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Colbert among those who have come to Fox host Tucker Carlson's defense will have his response uh, coming up a little bit in the sound of uh, the Antifa crowd outside of Tucker's house. So, uh, 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 the new attorney general, dude. So, um, we played a clip Interim. yesterday. Interim... We played a clip yesterday where Jeffrey Tubin, who's written many books about the Supreme Court and whatnot, was on CNN and asked what seemed like a really unfair question. And I usually like Jeffrey Tubin mostly. But he said, what of this unqualified man that uh, Trump has chosen? And we thought, ah, what kind of a question is that? But then I saw Judge Napolitano on Fox, who's got the hair of a chimpanzee. His hair Not was, his fault. His hairline starts right above his eyebrows. He's got to get on 23 and me. It'll just be a picture of a, a banana. On his report. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to say that. Anyway. You realize if if he turns out not to be entirely white, our careers are over for making that joke. That's trouble. If he's white, it's 100% fine. Even though, you know, white people share 99.8% of our genetics with chimps, as do black people. It's precisely the same, I'm mm. sure. Mm. Um Anyway, just an observation about the modern world. So Fox News host Judge Napolitano said there are three, there are only three ways you can qualify to be the Attorney General of the United States, and this guy does not meet any of the three qualifications. And so this guy is technically not qualified to be the Acting Attorney General. Have you heard any more on that? Well, the key point is, has he ever been approved by the Senate for a gig within the Justice Department? Okay. And that is what people are leaning on. And, and this dude has not. The chief of staff need not get Senate approval. He was uh, Jeff Sessions' chief of staff. Um, it, it's not clear to me that they're right. And it's not clear to me whether an interim appointment would be covered by it. Um, I, I don't trust things just because they're claimed on cable news. But I'm absolutely intrigued by the question. Mm. Can a guy fill the gig for a couple of months having not been approved by the Senate? I don't know. And it seems a little odd to me that, I mean, uh, you know, no offense uh, to anybody. I don't mean anything by this. But, for instance, executive producer producer Hanson could be uh, approved by the Senate to be the executive producer. And then I finally freak out and run off into the woods, never to be seen again. And he's installed as, uh, uh, you know, interim co-host here. Uh, You know, he has not been approved, but that's an entirely different gig and set of responsibilities. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. I don't find that argument anyway, super compelling, just, but I, I am curious to see that unfold. Just to make the point that you'd you think have, the White House Counsel's Office would know that you would, uh, but that's just to make the point that you've got legal experts who lean right and lean left saying he's not qualified. So yeah, I don't mean to quibble. Napolitano's a funny guy. He's a hardcore libertarian type, and mm-hmm. he's difficult to quantify on the right-left continuum. But I'm sure they'll answer that question fairly quickly. You'd think you'd have to. You Yeah, you would. Hey, I just saw this headline. Can they find a lawyer in D.C.? That's my concern. 
I just saw this headline. Seattle's big uh, airport, SeaTac Airport, is going to allow non-travelers past security checkpoints like the old days. What? Like pre-9-11. I've always missed that. I've always missed that. Ever since 9-11, I've thought that's one of the, you know, another way that traveling has gotten sucky. And that you can't walk your, you know, your wife and kids or they can't walk with you clear up to the gate and hang out until your plane leaves. Yeah, I, uh, I the wife and kids, nuclear family, I'm in favor of. Otherwise, I like the way it is now. Because? I like, number one, I want you to picture, SeaTac is not that bad because it's beautifully laid out. But I want you to picture San Diego, especially in the Southwest Terminals at uh, the airport in San Diego. And uh, Sacramento's iffy. Uh, I'm just going through all the airports. Portland's pretty well laid well, out, too. You're clearly but your, gonna... your more crowded airports will be insane. Well, you could easily double the number of people there. I mean, right. it wouldn't be very hard oh, to have horrible. You know, everybody's wife, husband, girlfriend, kids. So you got that. And the other aspect of it is the weird, awkward... Well, yeah, plane's boarding in a couple of minutes, and uh, so uh, anyway, thanks for coming. Well, I can wait another couple of minutes. That's all right. And nobody knows quite when to say Why goodbye. Why don't you go so I can sit down? Yeah, you go, Three and I can sit and play a solitaire on my phone. <laughs> it's that weird, awkward, when is goodbye? Now, the security part of it, I don't have any idea how they're handling that, or if they've just decided it doesn't make that much difference whoa, or whatever. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to send those people through security. Hello. Well, they're not getting on the, the plane. The line just got 60% longer. They're not getting on the plane, are they? No, but oh, come on now. little imagination. They have the bomb. They walk past security. Hey, everybody, how you doing? You go through security. They hand you the bomb, Kerblooey. Uh-huh. This is a nightmare. SeaTac, reconsider. Reconsider. Doubling the security lines does not sound good to me. And the gate's twice as crowded. Durr. Hmm. All right, all the fun went out of it. Way to ruin it. I was all excited, and you ruined it. That's what I do. It's better than having Antifa outside your house trying to break down the door, chanting, we know where you sleep at night. Holy freaking crap. That happened to a, uh, a Fox News host. We'll play you the audio and who came to his defense coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.